Doug Keck welcoming you to a very special bookmark this week. It's an exclusive interview from Rome with Cardinal Robert Seurat. The Cardinal talks with EWTN Vatican Bureau Chief Andreas Tonhauser about his new book, Catechism of the Spiritual Life, proudly published by EWTN. Let's join the interview with Andreas and the Cardinal. Your Eminence, what made you decide to write a book on the spiritual life? Well, amidst the confusion of this day, outside and even inside the church, I saw a need for a representation of some reflections on our spiritual progress in our spiritual life progress in our personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. It is not a catechism to compete with the Catechism of Catholic Church, but narrower in, in scope, I hope answering a profound need of our time. Every one of us must strive continuously to draw closer to Jesus Christ, to return to his word, and to the simplicity of the faith in his self-revelation. It is the simplicity of the desert of recognition of our dependence upon God and encountering Him and the gift of His love and His grace by which He configured us to Himself. That is why I decided to write a catechism for spiritual life. Why does spiritual life need a catechism? Well, God has been forgotten in the modern society. We all live as if God doesn't exist. Confusion reigns everywhere. Too many would reduce our lives, the very meaning of our lives, to isolate individualism, pursuing fleeting pleasure. In this situation, then, we require a retreat from the world, a withdrawal into the desert, where we can relearn the fundamentals, the basics, I mean monotheism, the revelation of Jesus Christ, us and God, His Word, our sin and dependence and need of His mercy. 
through the church, through his church and the sacrament, God guides us into ever deeper relationship with him. And we all have a need to requentant ourselves with his profound gift, which is his love. So we need a catechism because we need to approach deeper and deeper to God. Worldly life is built on sand. Without God's word, people can think that they live an upright life, but it is illusory. The principle and values of moral law and meet and find his reconciliation only by Christ. Human reason requires God's help. Without God, we can, we can live any just life, any, any vital life. We need God. Are the sacraments as pillars of the spiritual life, as you describe it in your book also, present enough in the daily life of the faithful today? And do we need to do more to explain them and bring them to the attention of modern society? Sure, the sacraments remain part of the life of the faithful. But their significance have been forgotten or obscured by worldly concern. We need to, res to rediscover this as the principal means of grace that Jesus established in his church. We need to understand the sacrament. They are not social affairs. Baptism, for example, could not be delayed to wait for a familiar, family, family, family uh, meeting. But parents must haste to baptize the children because the baptism is really the gate to the spiritual life, to a gate to enter in the church. Each of the seven sacraments are a gift of the church to illuminate how God intervenes in our lives for the sake of our salvation. So we need to explain more deeply what is baptism, what is confirmation, what is Eucharist, not only a meeting for family, uh, you know. So it, this is why I wrote this book, to deepen our knowledge of the sacraments. You write about the loss of faith in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Why do you see this as a cause for a decline in the Christian communities? And how could this faith be revived? I know that without faith, 
in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, the Church becomes a wholly horizontal phenomena. The Church loses the meaning of her existence. The Church is not a social organization to meet problem of migration or poverty. The Church is a divine purpose to save the world. If Christ does not dwell within her Church, tangibly, visibly, sacramentally, then what good news do we have to offer to the world? What is the meaning of evangelization? When Christians forget why they are Christian, the community must fall to into decline. They forget the gospel and lose sight of their purpose. For those who still approach the Eucharist, if they lack faith in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, they will likely receive him, but unworthily. So without result of progress in their Christian life, they thereby do violence to, the, to his body, bringing condemnation upon themselves and further hasting the community decline. To restore the church, we need only to listen to the word of Jesus Christ. This is my body, this is my blood. Christ is not merely a present in thought subjectively. When we gather for the Holy Mass, he is present to us in the most supreme manner in his body, in his blood, in his soul, in his divinity, under the accidents of the Eucharist gifts. We gives himself, he gives himself to us as food. He enters in our bodies and he does not disappear in us but we are taken up to him. We dwell in him, and him dwell in, in us. So beautiful is Holy Mass, if only for a moment we quiet ourselves and bring to consider the immensity of the Eucharist. Our faith in his presence must spring to life and lift our hearts to Him. Tell us more about the need for the sacredness of the liturgy and what role does silent adoration in front of the Eucharist play? 
how do you lead people today back to the mystery of adoration? In the Eucharist, we encounter Jesus Christ personally and intimately. Holy Mass is an essential part of Christian life. Christ himself tells us, do this in memory of me. But having encountered him in the liturgy, how can we not desire to spend time with him in silent adoration? The minutes and hours that we spend in his presence in the Eucharist continue his work in us, by which he transforms us and conform us to himself, may, uh, make us like that we are Christ himself, and the liturgy is sacred. It is our responsibility to conform ourselves to it, to be shaped by the, by the liturgy, to reflect its holiness. The liturgy is sacred, it's holy, because it comes from God. It's not our invention, our creation. And when we encounter Christ in the Eucharist silently, we really change our life. We really become his disciples. We really become Christian. This is quite clear from Liszt's reflection upon what we are doing in the liturgy. We commemorate the death and the resurrection of our Lord, by which he redeems us and draws us into, him, into his divine life. The liturgy leads us to the divine life. And I will encourage that the liturgy become more and more sacred, more and more holy, more and more silent. Because God is silent, and we encounter God in silence, in adoration. I think that the formation of the people of God to the liturgy is very important. Another important topic in your book is the spiritual battle. Could you describe a little bit more what is your understanding of the spiritual battle? And has it changed over the centuries? Or do faithful face the same challenges today as in former times? Well, spiritual battle with evil is a part of Christian life. Christ himself went into the desert contend with Satan. 
to do battle, we must be properly equipped. And our weapon is the word of God. The letter to the Hebrews calls it a two-edged sword in our hands. Christ himself appealed to scripture in the battle with Satan. You are weak and the world is full of temptation of evil and trace of evil. Constantly the demon seeks our ruin, our despair. Devil would like to make far from God. The victory of the church is assured by virtue of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the battle continues in, in each in our, of our hearts. Every day we are called to do battle, to discipline our minds and our bodies, and to turn again to God, to turn to the cross and to suffer with Jesus Christ. By reading sacred scripture, we become more familiar with God. We learn to recognize his voice and to draw close to him in moment of temptation and moment of suffering. And even in church or during Holy Mass, it has become unpopular to confess our sinful nature. Do you have an explanation for that? Why is the celebration of the Eucharist the center of spiritual life? The good news is that Jesus Christ, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, became man so that we might be restored through him in friendship with the Father. Definitive act of which he revealed us to his mission and foundation of our friendship with God is his passion, his death, his resurrection. At the last supper, Jesus established the Eucharist, anticipating this definitive act in the very last hours before he would fulfill the earthly mission. He prefigured it and made it something to be perpetuated forever among the community of his friend, that is the church. This is why the Eucharist is the source and the summit of Christian life. It is the self-revelation of God 
upon the cross and the means by which he restored us to friendship with himself. It is our participation in his sufferings, in his sacrifice, by which we are configured into him, progressively transformed by his grace. The sacrament of Eucharist recapitulates all salvation history and draws us into salvation. The Eucharist is really allowing God to enter in my life and I enter in his life and become one real person. We become one reality who eat my body will dwell in me and me in him. So the Eucharist is really the center of our life. The Eucharist is our life himself. So we have to celebrate the Eucharist with faith, with sacredness, with love, and total confidence in Jesus Christ who gave himself to us. The Eucharist is major sacrament, the most holy sacrament that Christ gave us for our life eternal. We priests and we bishop must celebrate the Eucharist with holiness, with sacredness that we can really enter in the love of Jesus Christ and let Jesus Christ enter in our life. How is the celebration of the Eucharist challenged today in the West and more particularly also how is it challenged in the Catholic Church itself? Well, I think in my vision, we neglected for a long time the catechism that meant to form the people of God on the gifts of God to his church. And sometimes we just celebrate the sacrament as a cultural rights like um, well a social meeting I think we have to re to rediscover the richness and the mind of God who would like to give his own life to us and and to celebrate it very carefully not to, I'm not criticizing, but I think we have to, to continue what Christ gave us. The, the, the liturgy, the sacrament of the Eucharist is celebrated in tradition. What Christ did, the apostles followed him 
and the father of a church in the history tried to follow what Christ did. And we must remain in this tradition. I think it is a great challenge today if we damage the sacrament of the Eucharist, then we damage the church. If we damage the liturgy, we damage the faith of the church. Lex orandi, lex credendi. The way we pray, the way we believe, the way we believe is the way we pray. So I think it's very important that we have to follow what Christ did and what the tradition did. Because a tree, a big tree, if he, it lost his roots, will die. Thank you so much for taking the time and writing this book. Anything that you would like to add? Well, I would like to thank, to thank you for giving me the opportunity to explain very badly what I intended to write, to communicate to the people of God, but, but my intention was really to help the people of God to enter to the mysteries of the sacrament. It is great to be baptized because we enter in the life of God. We, we become children and of God. It is great to be a priest because a priest and even a Christian is not only an altar Christus, but he is ipse Christus, he is Christ himself. So we have to be very proud to be, a to be priests and to live the priesthood with sacredness. It is beautiful to be confirmed to be soldier of Christ, to fight for Christ. It's an honor. That's why I was like to, to explain that we have not to delay even the confirmation, because if we delay, the Satan will occupy the place of the Holy Spirit. We have to confirm as soon as possible to make the, our heart the temple of God of the Holy Spirit. It is great to be married. The marriage is a very great sacrament. It is the mystery that celebrates the union with Christ, with, uh, between Christ and his church. So if every Christian could live, could live properly his marriage, it is a great sacrament because we concretize the links between the church and Christ. And this link is perpetual. 
So uh, what I try to explain in this book is really to discover again and again these great gifts we have received from Jesus Christ before leaving our world to make us capable to live the life of God. That I was like to, uh, would like to, to aid, uh, and I thank you for making known my, not my ideas, but the idea of the church, because I didn't invent anything. I just transmit the teaching of the church. So thank you for, for make, making known my, my book. And um, I pray for all the, who is reading this book and that he may discover the richness of the sacraments. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And that concludes our exclusive interview with Cardinal Robert Seurat on his new book, Catechism of the Spiritual Life. This EWTN publication is available naturally from our EWTN Religious Catalog website, EWTNRC.com. We'll see you next time on Bookmark.